don't wanna tell you the same old thing. Drop, drop it low, make, make it pop. I can do this all night, shorty. I don't wanna stop. I need to go, girl. Recording our second episode of Second Puberty. So our goal was once a month, and it's been a couple of months because we we have lives. Yes, in, we do in different schedules, but it's cool because yeah. we're grownups and we're gonna get better about it. So we're getting a lot better. Yeah, I mean, as we get older, the adulting is going to improve. Exactly. So let's get into it, Agnes. Let's start start because we have a full full show. So let's the docket is full. Yes. So um, let's go into our first second puberty segment. I know you have a topic. I do have a topic. It's, I'm glad it's a safe place. Okay. It is very safe here. So I'm not a big like makeup dress up girl. Anyone that knows me in real life would, would be shocked. Right. You're, you're, <laughs> <laughs> you're no fuss kind of gal. Yes. Lowest of the low maintenance. Yes. These jeans have a hole near the crotch that... I am not proud of it, but it's not visible unless you're, like, staring dead at it. And I didn't see it, and we've been together for hours. And I know you were looking closely <laughs> yeah, at the Exactly. So, um, so I randomly will watch, like, some YouTube videos of, like, how to do, like, crazy cool makeup or, like, cool hairstyles nice. and stuff. And one thing I came across was called dermaplaning. What is this? Essentially, it's shaving your face. No. Yes. So the fancy, fancy, like, dermatologist people of it will actually, like, take a scalpel and will, like, scrape off, cut off, like, the outer layer of skin. Oh, that's amazing. So it's taking off the dead skin cells. And then, like, a lot of the makeup-y people I was watching with, like, their little channels and stuff, they were saying, like, oh, yeah, like, there's your peach fuzz and, like, everybody's got a little bit of mustache. Yeah, for sure, I guess. As you get older, I don't know if you notice the hair more. Yes. Or if there is more hair. But I want to get rid of it. Yes. So I watched a couple of these videos. Okay. I purchased a product. Oh my God, this is so exciting. <laughs> I, I was like, when can we get this done? And I'm already glad that you're going to test it out first. Well, I did it. You did it? This is done. Wow. So uh, they, a lot of them recommend, um, it's a bad name, but it's called Tinkle Wands. You can okay. get them on Amazon. I want to say a pack of 12 is like eight bucks. Oh, that's so cheap. That's right up my alley. Um, but yeah, like little, it's actually marketed as like an eyebrow razor, but little tiny razor. Okay. Take it out. And I started with just kind of like the fuzz areas, like yes. kind of like where have a like, guy would have like chops. Yeah. I have um, some chops here. Yeah. Cause yeah. I, I'm fair skinned and I really just, cause my face is more oily. I really stick to powder makeup. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I put it on, I'm looking in the mirror and I'm just like, I can see every single fucking hair on my right, face. Right, right. So first I went through the peach fuzz and I went through like some other stuff mm. of like, you know, you got randomly like one yes. long hair on your cheek yes. or like some on the forehead. Wow. So I went and I just, I did the whole thing. Wow. I mean, not like there was no shaving cream. Involved. Okay. Like I spit on you a little bit. No, it's okay. <laughs> I didn't feel it. Um, uh, no shaving cream involved. Like, one girl suggested, like, an oil, but I don't really have, like, any, like, right. cleansing like oils oil. nearby. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to do super dry, so I just did water. Huh. But... And you did it all over your face. I mean, Does I... Does it feel smoother to you? I focused more on the places where the Their fuzz, fuzz was. was. But okay. then I ended up kind of really lightly just going all yeah. over just to try to make it even. And I did feel, like, a little bit of, like, a scrape because I'm not doing right. it, like, a full-on, like, right. leg or other right. area shave. Like, right. just more kind of, like, a graze. Graze. Hmm. But I do feel a little bit different. It's it's weird because I feel it, and it's not necessarily, like, the soft, long hair. Like, okay. I feel a little bit of, like, the stubble okay. of, like, I could have pressed harder. Okay. 
but then it's also like I look in the mirror and it's not that anymore. Nice. So and like you like this better than waxing then. I've never waxed anything on my face. Oh. I mean, I've, well, I've done the eyebrows, but I've never, like, yeah, like done, other... done, like, lips yes. or, or other parts or chin. Okay. that's fair. I've done some, like, plucking, like, just, yeah. like, I see something, I'm yeah. just like, I'm going to take care of that. Okay. But, um, but yeah, so, mm. I mean, we'll see how it goes. Like, yeah. one, one video girl was saying, like, do it once a month. Another video girl was saying she does it maybe, like, once a week. Okay. Um. I guess depending on your hair growth and how hairy you are. Right, right. Okay, um, fair. There is there was a girl I came across who did not recommend this. She had a bad experience. <gasps> but I don't know, like she didn't seem as approachable like as the other so girls. F that B? <laughs> I I guess I don't know, like and I didn't watch the whole like I tried it, I didn't like it video. Okay. But essentially she got like dermatitis or something afterwards like like like, i don't know if she like broke out really bad because that's why guys will break out really bad too Mm -hmm. a lot of times is they're dealing with the teenage acne plus Mm -hmm. the shaving and it's Mm -hmm. hair follicles and all that right but i mean so far so good like i feel like Mm. my acne level is at my basic nice this point in my cycle acne level like it's it's never going to be totally gone (laughs) i don't care what proactive says (laughs) um Wow. But, but yeah, so I tried it. We're going to see how it goes. I know. Now I want to try it. I've had friends that have, like, get their whole face waxed. Okay. So I know that's, like, a thing. I yeah. haven't quite committed to that yet yeah. because it seems so intense. But, yeah, I'll definitely try it. I'm okay. intrigued because I definitely have the fuzz all over. Yeah. So we'll see. I can hook you up with some research. Okay, and I'll, yeah. I'll send <laughs> you to link some, some videos. <laughs> exactly. One girl I did like because she was kind of mean. Okay. And then she even, like, I think she said, like, in the comments or in, like, her little, like, you know, blurb about the video. She's like, hey, this is not what I say to people on the street. Like, <laughs> like this is what I'm thinking or this is what you maybe admit to a close friend. Oh. Because she's saying like, oh, you know, people think they're fine, but then it's like, you know, you get up close to somebody, it's like, you got, you got a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> you, you must know about the mustache. <laughs> you cool with the mustache? You're making me feel so uncomfortable because <laughs> I haven't dermaplaned my face. No, no. Because, well, and then like, I guess for me, because it's really fair, because I wear powder, like, yeah. in my head, I'm thinking, like, anytime I'm in a bright light like situation. Sun. Like, exactly. weren't we at the movies together one time, and this, like, the sun hit this one girl's legs, and she had a ton of hair there, and she had, like, fair skin and fair hair, too, and I called her a name. I don't remember this as vividly. Okay, it might have been someone else, but... I definitely remember a point from, like, teenhood, where I was, like, sitting outside with my sisters, and, like... I didn't even go into this area, but yes. like kind of like where a guy has like an Adam's apple. Yes. My sister started calling me a goat because there was like a lot of fuss there of like, oh my gosh, your little goat beard. And I'm just like, what? It happens. Yes, it happens. Yeah. Man. So, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Ideally next month or next podcast, whatever. Like yeah. I'll, I'll have some updates. Yeah. I can't wait. But I'm that's, excited. That's and my I'll favorite. have updates too because I'm going to try it. Okay. So. So we're yeah. old enough to shave our faces because you turn 30 and everybody has to shave their faces. New milestone. <laughs> so I, I hope this goes well. <laughs> it's going to go well. I mean, because you're not breaking out, so you're fine. No, I mean, but I understand if you totally want to like give it a week to make sure I survive. No, for sure. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and no. then. And I'm not going to see you for another Exactly. Yeah. I don't week. have supplies on me. Exactly. <laughs> you didn't bring them like, and here they are. This is my five o'clock shadow. <laughs> um, Great. All right, so I think we're going to move right on to our, like, TV pop culture section, which Oof. is, like, very... I've had to keep Agnes, like, like just calm her down because we came across a golden gem of a show, which we'll get to in one minute. 
But first, because we agreed to talk about Married at First Sight first, because it's a show that I just got into this season, and I know you've watched for a few seasons. So we're just going to kind of recap our, our thoughts and feelings. But just to go over the show, if you're not familiar, basically couples get together, well not couples, but single people get paired by these specialists, which I don't really know if these people are real doctors, but... Mm-hmm. Specialist, <laughs> TV specialist, right? TV specialist, <laughs> and based on compatibility tests and interviews, they put them together and say, "You're going to be married for six weeks, and then after six weeks, you're going to decide if you still want to be married or not." Which is crazy. Crazy. And you have to move in together and integrate your life. Like you have to go through the whole kick and boodle. You do the wedding. You go on a honeymoon. Like you integrate your lives. Yeah. So there are three couples. Yes. Um. I don't do names well, so I will We don't need names. Identify people by their racial identifiers. <laughs> That's what I do best. So there's the black couple who's super cute. Yes. Uh, there's a couple who could be like Armenian-ish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're super cute too. I love them. Right. And then there's the white couple who... Has the ginger guy. Yeah. A good ginger couple is what we should call them, even though she's not ginger. Yeah. So let's start with our least favorite couple then. The ginger couple. So they obviously, I just feel like they weren't like a really good couple. She was very closed off and not attracted to him, which I don't blame her. He's not the most attractive guy, but he was trying. I felt like she wasn't. And I mean, I'm just fast forwarding through the whole season because obviously you don't need to get to get. No, I feel like the thing was, I don't know if it was more emphasized by editing or because she's like total, like quiet, non-interactive. Oh, I just got to study for my nursing test. But he came off as pushy as like trying super hard why don't you kiss me like you know yeah i'm like trying so hard to have a relationship with you that it didn't seem like there was genuine interest like more desperation right which i get it you're paired with this person like you could have like nothing on the surface and just be like we're together for a reason right let's play scrabble like do something so that was the thing with him interestingly enough Mm. when i saw the very first episode I noticed that when they told Ginger, you got a match, he asked, hey, can I hug you to the specialist person telling him that? Weird. The Armenian couple, mm-hmm. I, I feel like they're they're probably not Armenian, but that's just what we're going to go with. That's what I call them. Because both the Ginger guy and the other white guy have beards, so we can't say the beard guy. No. <laughs> but anyway, um, so for that couple, that girl, mm-hmm. she did the same thing. Really? And I remember texting another friend of saying, hey, I wonder if they're going to put, or no, I, I think I'd already seen two episodes where I'm like, hey, I was thinking the huggy people mm-hmm. should be together because mm-hmm. they just hug out any issues that they had. Um, yeah. But. But I think they would have been a horrible couple. No, I think, that, I don't know if, yeah, I don't know. Because he's super nice, but so was the Armenian guy. Yeah. Well, and then I guess. You, you also got to think, too, like, on a deeper level, mm-hmm. these people are all volunteering for this because they obviously have some relationship yeah, issues. Yeah, like they're fucking losing. So if you're forced into a relationship, yeah. how much better is your communication skills and, right. like, relationship skills going to be? It's poor. Like, you have exactly. poor yeah. those. Yeah. Yeah. And so I didn't like them as much. And then he tried really hard. And then fast forward to the good stuff where he was texting a friend of a friend and saying, let's meet up for drinks. Right. Which I... I loved <laughs> because they were so boring and I was just so tired of hearing him cry about 
her not kissing him and not being attracted to him. And he felt, I felt bad for him. Right. And I felt yeah. bad for her too. Like yeah. she obviously felt bad for not liking him. Right. And she admitted that of like, Hey, I'm, I'm not attracted to you. This yes. is hard for me. Like she came clean about that. Yes. But at the same time it was like, they just kept butting heads yes. of like, like we got to communicate. We got to love each other. We got to be intimate. Oh, like, just not intimate there. in a bit, but you know, just yeah. interact. And versus she's just like, you know, taking five steps back for every two he takes. Yeah. So he ended up texting a friend of a friend, um, a girl, and saying, let's meet up for coffee or drinks or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the texts, I mean, they were, seemed a little inappropriate. And he claimed it was a friend that knew her and he just wanted to get to know her more by asking this friend, which just doesn't make quite sense. Like, first of all, you've only been knowing each other for six weeks. So yeah. you're not going to meet up this girl for drinks. Right. You know, like, just talk to your wife. If or, you want to get to know her more. Or her ex-roommate, or yeah. her best friend, or her, her sister. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Anybody, Like, really. yes, does she, like, not communicate and hate everybody? Yes. So I just take it less personally? Yes. So they obviously did not work out. No. And she, like, hated him. She didn't want to meet him at the reunion at the six months later. I feel like she didn't like him from day one. Day one. She hated him. Yeah. Uh, so the Armenian couple, mm. we can save them for last. We'll okay. go to the black couple. Because okay. they used to be my favorite couple, but then... You made some calls early on, maybe mid-season, where you're like, no, he's just not ready to be married, and she's psychotic, and it's just <laughs> not going to work. And I was like, no, they're my favorite couple. They're so cute. Um, they boned right away, so I really like that. I mean, they're both good looking. I think they're, they're both pretty. really excited that, yes. like, hey, you're attractive, I'm attractive, yes. we just got married, we're totally going to bone. Exactly. So I really like them, and I thought they were fun together, but then they would have these weird moments. Where I thought it just would get so serious. Like when he was not worried that the dog was sick. And she freaked out. It's like, I've known you and your dumb dog for two weeks, dude. Like, I do not have an emotional connection to your dog. And like, what if I'm not a dog person? Like, okay, girl. I gotta work out. Yeah, like, exactly, exactly. Like, he's fine. Take him to the vet. Like, I don't understand. So that was silly to me. I was like, oh... Candace was right. Like, she's crazy. I feel like bottom line with them is he really wasn't ready for a serious relationship. Yeah. Um, Maybe wanted to be on the show a little bit. Yeah. Although it didn't seem like he was pandering as much as other people. No. And then I think she expected Insta-husband. She did. With Insta-perfect communication. Yeah. Even though she did not provide that. No. And instant, you know, long-term relationship expectations of... You know, you're going to tell me where you're going. Not so much like the, what you're doing and where you're going, but right. like, hey, like, I'm not going to go drinking out with my friends. Or if I am, I'm going to give you a total heads up right. of like this is who I'm with. I'm probably going to stay at their house or mm-hmm. be back at like 6 a.m., mm-hmm. whatever. So that's that was their doom to failure, which they chose not to divorce. But then in the end of the six month special, they're, they're like, we are not together. We got in a crazy fight. And he said hurtful things to me. Well, and then they also said that they stopped having sex. Yeah, because he said, which, let's just rewind a bit, because he has his girl best friend who's gorgeous. That's true. And that girl best friend was mean mugging that girl so hard. Like, she was mean mugging the wife so hard. I was like, oh, this girl is mad. Like, and I have boy best friends. I was like, I'm best friends with your husband. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like not crazy. But I was like, I don't look at my boy best friends. Like, she was looking at him. Like, I'm just like, oh, hey, what's up, homie? Like. She liked him. Like, they dated or something. I feel like he was her on-the-hook guy. Yes. Or, like, they were the, man, if we're not married by 35, like, we're gonna be packed people. And yeah. so she was pissed. She was not happy. So I think definitely something, like, he, like you said, wanted to party and be out. 
And I think something happened with that girl, mm-hmm. too, that was suspicious, where it just didn't, they got into a fight, some weird things happened, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and then, I mean, and then it always surprises me, too, of, like, when that couple that first has sex, like, mm-hmm. stops off, or, like, yeah, it and- does, because, yeah, They've had couples in the past mm-hmm. that were like, oh, we'll fight all day, we'll cuss each other out, but we're still having sex every night. <laughs> yeah. And he said, like, well, I just thought since we were going to do this seriously, we should just not move so fast. And I was like, but it's too late. <laughs> like, I was like, that's not logic. Like, are you banging your best friend? That's literally what I thought. He's banging right. his best friend. Like, oh, like yeah, yeah. I think he thought, like, oh, wow, I'm really into this. Like, I'm into it. Like, I right. committed myself. And I think he started to withdraw mm-hmm. because he knew like it was too serious for him. And so he made an excuse that it was too fast too soon and he wanted to slow it down. But really was like, I needed to get the F out of that. And so I'm done. Like, I'm done. Which, I mean, and you think in terms of like a regular relationship and mm-hmm. timeline, maybe that six months in of like him saying, wow, I really, really couldn't fall in for you. Like, let's take a step back. Maybe not hang out every weekend. And then normal course get back together decide no, no guy says that i mean they dump you that's when he's <laughs> dumping you i know you don't know this no he that's when they dump you when if you're six months into a relationship and a guy says you know i'm really starting to like you but we should be hanging out less that is a bad sign <laughs> if he's dumping you you're getting kicked to the curb he's upgraded to a new girl like that is not how relationships work but in his case, he's already locked into a marriage, locked yes. into a living arrangement. So yes. it's not, if there was a more feasible take a step back, yes. it was not available to him. It was not. Given TV obligations. Absolutely. He signed that contract. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, so not surprised they're not together. They also did not work out long term. Yes. Now the Armenian couple who were rocky because she was Ooh, not nice. She, she had a mouth on her. She had a mouth. And I, I, I don't know, like, and I think too, like, she had the same issue where she said she wasn't initially attracted to him. Yeah. But I think they definitely grew, it grew on each other. Mm-hmm. And, but I think she just was so set in her ways and so stubborn. And he was just so passive at first. Right. That she just was like, I can do whatever. And I think subconsciously, mm-hmm. I can do whatever I want and I'm going to do whatever I want. Yeah. And that's why he was like, no. So they ended up saying, you know, she wanted to stay together and he was like, F you. That shit was sad when she I just ran really out bad. crying. Yeah, that because was they just, they, raw. Yeah. And, but understandably so. Like, yeah. she did not treat him well. And I'm right. sure that's all he thought was like, remember, girl, just three weeks ago? <laughs> and I think that's my problem with the show and why I didn't watch it before, even though now I'm hooked, is that yeah. it is a six-week experiment. Like, I don't... I mean, orange juice lasts longer than six weeks. Like, I don't understand, like... I think it's been, like, six weeks since we last saw each other. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is not fair. Like, that's crazy. Oh. So, at the end, they ended up getting a divorce. But then on the six-month check-in, they were still married and hung out all the time. Yeah. She said, like, he's, like, a really good friend. He's like, I care about her. You could tell they still had this, like good chemistry and but they had said they tried to date and it didn't work out which i thought was sad yeah yeah and then he's another one who also is pretty friendly with like a significant ex in his life oh so i might have missed that Mm. she he invited her to the wedding oh my god wow jesus yeah Yeah. 
Like, that was another, like, I'm not attracted to this guy. Oh, P.S., I just noticed he told me his ex-girlfriend's at the wedding as he's, like, running around introducing me to people. Like, oh, wow. That's uncomfortable. That's so, really uncomfortable. And then I, I think they also had a little bit of, like, the communication expectation issues, too. Because mm-hmm. once she did start to open up and warm up to him, mm-hmm. she expected that equal amount from him. Right. Which even, he's still, he's still very passive. He's still kind of reserved. So, like, that time where she's just like, oh, my gosh. Like, he was away in Vegas. And so she's like, I miss you. Do you miss me? Right. And he was honest. Like, something (laughs) hurtful, I would say. Of just kind of like, no, No. I'm good. Yeah. Like, and then she took it badly of like, oh, I thought you were going to say yes. And I really miss you. I understand both parts. Like, you don't say that. Like, it is horrible to tell a person that you miss them. And they're just like, oh, okay, girl. Like, that's horrible. Yeah, so I like, get, like, how she feels, but also, like, that was hilarious. And it, I mean, poor choice of words, because even just like, oh, yeah, like, we haven't talked in so long. Like, there's ways to respond yeah. without saying, I miss you too. Yeah. But a polite response. Right. Well, he's just used to her being rude, so he was just going to be rude too. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like every time he gave it back to her a little bit, oh, it was she still. She could not handle it. She could not handle it, and it was a fraction of yes. the level he gave him. Agreed. Agreed. She like, gave him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she, like, one of their big issues is, like, she said so many, like, demasculating things to him. Oh, yeah. Which, mind you, he's, like, a thinner, like, yeah. lean guy. Like, he's not, you know, Chris Pratt or anything. Right. But at the same time, like, that's not everything right. manhood is about. No. And so she would say things to him, and then finally he, when, she said, like, oh, like, don't call me fake. And then yeah. he's like, stop calling me a pussy. And right. then she could not handle that. No. She Just like, gone. Ah, <laughs> get out of my house. So they were cute. They were um, cute. And then this was also the season that they did Atlanta, which in the past they have stuck to oh. New York City. Oh. So I wonder if they are going to pick another location for the next season. Yeah. Or if they're going to stick with Atlanta for another season, like two seasons in each city. I have like some friends in mind that I think should go on the show because I'm tired <laughs> of them posting on Facebook how sad they are that they're single. So I hope they go to those cities. I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> um. Those cities, please. <laughs> please email <laughs> please. Nikki if you need yeah. That information. I have some ladies. That Producers are... at Married Up for a Second. Right. Really awesome ladies. So let's, oh, let's move on to... The cream of the crop. So about a few days, probably a week ago. About a week, yeah. About a week ago, I was at home, I think nursing a hangover, <laughs> and I came across a show that I had seen promos before, and I think it was mentioned on another podcast as well. Yes, yes. And it's called Mother and Daughter's Experiment or something, like to the effect it's on VH1. If no, you search for that, time. you'll find it in yeah, your paper. exactly. Celebrity Edition, which is my favorite. And let me tell you, the casting director <laughs> of this show outdid themselves. <laughs> like, I could not have picked a better cast of women and I know every single one of them. I do not know every single one of them. I know you But don't. they do bring something to the table. They do. Every <laughs> single one of them. So let's run it down. This might be a little long of a podcast and I apologize ahead of time because I know we have a lot to get through. Guys, it's worth it. Exactly. It's worth it. It's worth it. Both the movie and the two hours we're going to talk about the show. Exactly. <laughs> so let's give the rundown because I know all the ladies. Okay. But basically this show is a mothers and daughters come together who have had like sort of broken relationships where they want to fix things and go through their therapy and kind of learn something and bring them bring the mother and daughter relationship together so I don't even know where to start but I'm gonna start with like some of my favorites okay okay and just what comes out to my mind is Kim Richards 
Because when I first saw the show, I thought Kim Richards is going to give it to me the entire show. And she's going to be a mess and I'm going to love it. And we'll get to that, but surprisingly, she's not, but I'm still loving her. <laughs> so Kim is on the show with her favorite daughter slash my daughter, my favorite daughter of hers, Kimberly. We say favorite because I think she has like six or seven. She has a ton of daughters, but only <laughs> one that's named after her. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, that's a connection. Which I found out on another podcast, Bitch Sesh, that there's Kathy, Kim Richards' mom, mm. and Kathy, her older sister, so there's a big Kathy and little Kathy. So her mom has like named her daughter after her, which is just not traditional. Right. But I support it. I was just telling my mom this weekend, I'd love a little Nikki. <laughs> I think she'd be amazing. So I support it. But I love any woman who's like, my daughter's going to be named exactly after me. And I'm okay with that. Like, I'm confident. I'm a boss. I feel like that's a lot. I'm taking it from the daughter's perspective of like one, that's a lot of pressure. Also, if you have multiple daughters, that's like instant like pressure golden child status of like you right. are Agnes Jr. Right. You are Agnes's sister. Right. Here's the crazy thing about this too, because Kathy and little Kathy makes sense because that was her first daughter. Kim Richards' daughter's name that's Kimberly is like the last one. <laughs> like so Kim had a lot of other daughters who she felt like did not earn her name. <laughs> So it's even worse. So, but you know, I'll leave it there. So we'll move on to the next cast member is Heidi and her mother. I can't remember. Is it Diane or Denise or something? I think Diane. And we can't just say Heidi though, because people might not know who Heidi is. Heidi from the Hills. Exactly. Okay. Heidi Pratt. Isn't Heidi that? and Spencer. Heidi and Evil Spencer. Duel. Exactly. Like, you know Heidi. Heidi 2.0. Heidi 2.0. Who, which she looks good. She got all that taken out or whatever. What she, she, she's still got a lot of plastic going she on. She has a lot of plastic. But remember when her boobs were out to like the right. world? Like they were huge. They were like, as someone who has big boobs, like I can <laughs> put, I'm not saying like, you know, teach their own, but they were like triple, right. double Z's or something crazy. And the, she has a small body frame. Yeah. The boobs have been adjusted. Yes. The face is still very fake and fillery. Right. The Botox is still there. But right. I mean. Other than that, I mean, it's it's nothing. Right. So then we go on to someone who I know. I'm, I think we're going into the people that you don't know, who okay. I definitely know. Okay, okay. Because then the next mother-daughter is Natalie Nunn, who is one of my favorites <laughs> from the Bad Girls Club. I never got into she, Bad Girls Club. Well, I mean, it's just foolishness, so you don't okay. need to. <laughs> okay. It's just a bunch of girls fighting. It gets so old. But when I did watch it, Natalie was definitely prominent on the show. And okay. she ran things. And she would run around the house in, in the Bad Girls house and say, I run LA. I run LA. <laughs> Which I love. It's like, man, you run LA. <laughs> This is amazing. And she, and so even, I made my mom watch this show this weekend. Oh my weekend, God. And my mom definitely is someone who loves reality. So she recognized Natalie and she was like, oh, Natalie will do any show. <laughs> I love your mother. She literally, she was like, Natalie is on every show. Like she gets the call. She's like, mm-hmm, absolutely. Where do you want me? She was on a show with her husband, like celebrity couple. Like, What am I addicted to? Right, I'm on it. Dumb. On it. And my mom and I have commented that every show that Natalie's on, she looks better and better. She gets a better weave. She gets a better <laughs> outfit. Like, she looks trim. She's going to her personal trainer. So Natalie, She looks good. She looks I will give her great. that. She, My mom said when she first started, she looked horrendous. So, <laughs> she looks great. Uh, and then Natalie's there with her mom, who yeah. just seems like a simpleton. I think Natalie's mom's the only mom that's not in, like, celeb world. See, they're... 
they're like deep issues oh they're sick they they actually touched a nerve a little bit oh, yeah. with some of it okay so well I'll, we'll have to get I'll to open that. up to that yes. yeah so I'll keep it quick I'll keep moving on so okay, then okay. last two couples well I don't know why I didn't open this with this but Char Jackson Char Jackson I knew that name you definitely I did know, know that Char name. Jackson so Char Jackson I love her because she was on Moesha I don't want to discredit her her credits but also you would probably know her because Britney Spears stole her man and Damn. left her high and dry with all her kids. She had like five kids with Kevin Federline. Exactly. So, yeah. Star Jackson's there with her daughter, who they open up right away. And I was listening to some podcasts, and they were like, yeah, they open it up because no one knows who Shar Jackson is. But it was like, the girl is like, oh, my home was devastated by Britney Spears and she was my <laughs> idol. I was like, so we're just going there, bro. We just don't give an F. Okay. So, that's Shar and her daughter, and they have issues of, of, you know, letting go. Yeah, yeah. And then the last people who I know you definitely don't know, who are barely even worth mentioning, is Jessica Conseco, who... Oh, we have two more couples left. Who did I miss besides Jessica Conseco? The, the other big drama couple. Oh, we'll have to say it. I don't remember. Krista, the girl who married... Oh, us. how could I forget <laughs> that? Oh, my God. <laughs> the one who has a TMZ story oh right now. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. So, Jessica Canseco, not worth mentioning. She was married to Jose Canseco, a baseball player, and was on the show Hollywood Exes. She was always a party girl and always kind of messy, and yeah. that's basically what she's going to be on this show. Yeah. I don't think we're going to mention much Their Their her. issues seem minor. Like, they're yes. kind of like a filler group. Exactly. Yeah. And then the Big Bang. You're right. Oh, jeez. Talk is, about titties. <laughs> I mean, Courtney Stodden, who is really famous because she was 16 and her parents allowed her to marry like a 54-year-old man yes. who was famous on Lost, which I've never seen in my life, so it means nothing to me. Dude, I can't, I can't even think of who he is on Lost. Oh, good. So he's not even famous. He's probably just like an older looking guy. <laughs> Doug. Doug is uh, basically a pedophile. Yes. And married Courtney was in love with her. They've been on a ton of TV shows, and I definitely watched that like celebrity couple. Therapy. And Mama signed off on this pedophileness. Yes, Mama signed off on the pedophileness. Mama is crazy. Yes. Do you want to just start there? We can just dive into that. Let's just start there because Mama is crazy. So they start off the show with a bang <laughs> in the sense that Courtney shows up without her mom and she's the only one that shows up alone. Yes. Essentially. Yes. And they're in group therapy and then Courtney's mom shows up in dramatic fashion. Courtney's already in tears, which my mom and I said, those are real tears. Like she's really upset about this. Yeah. And they really go into it and they, the Courtney starts breaking down and she says, why would a mother try to steal a daughter's husband? Oh. And everyone gasps. And Natalie yeah. has the best expression. So we're going to be watching her all season. Uh, yeah. I could just watch Natalie and Char's like face like yes. in a, a side by side yes. for the entire show. Yes. So that is the bombshell that we find out basically through the first two or three episodes that we've seen is that like Courtney's mom is a trifling hoe. Yes. And literally tries to steal her husband and basically admits to it that when they were broken up, we he came to me for emotional stability, and I did have some attachment to him. And then she starts telling people, like, at dinner, well, when we first met Doug, he wanted to date me, but I was married. So then he tried to date Courtney. So I panned him off to my 16-year-old daughter. Because that makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I, if... Oof. <laughs> I mean, the proper response is, I'm married. Have a nice day. Right. Maybe if you got a sister, yeah. you say, hey, my sister's across the way. Or a single friend. And if you see him talking to your daughter, you leave and you call the police. Exactly. <laughs> there is a child molester. He's on Lost. Exactly. 
Yeah. So then it also comes out that, like, Courtney feels like her mother just kind of tries to use her to get famous. Mm-hmm. Which, that whole, that, when Courtney says that, I'm like, but you use Doug to get famous, but that's not your mama. Like, Doug's your husband, right. so that's fine. You can use your husband for whatever you want. That's the purpose of them. Yeah. But yeah, like, so, but I was like, well, you're just being stupid because you're not famous, right? Right. But then when they're going to therapy and they're- Damn, they're therapy sessions. They're intense. And they go into therapy and I promise every time, every mom and daughter has to go through some emotional breakdown and most, for the most part, except for the Richard girls, they don't really want to talk about anything, which I'm okay with. They're just rainbows and flowers and sunshine. And that's fine. Unless there's a graveyard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that and then all hell breaks <laughs> exactly. um but yeah so anytime there's like a therapy thing like the daughter six well she's not 16 now but uh courtney she's 21 yeah courtney will like be crying and saying like you know we haven't talked and i need your support and why would you do this and the mom starts pitching yeah. all these failed business yeah. ideas yeah. of i really wanted to start this agency with you and we were so excited and we had signed on these people and these people and what i love is all these other girls in their commentary will be like yeah i don't know what she's talking about right. like that's not pertinent to the therapy i don't need your your cv like right. right it's literally her talking about her cv like she's and she's not only talking to her daughter she's showing these things to everybody else in the room and like oh getting validation from all of them oh my it's god it's bad enough you're trying to get your daughter to like be in your business, but you're literally looking at all these celebrities and seeing dollar signs in your eyes. Which, and to clarify, this is not a group therapy setting. <laughs> this is multiple couple therapy yeah. with other couples sitting in and watching. <laughs> Which, is worse. if I could be paid to do this, <laughs> you would sign be- me up. <laughs> I don't think your husband would like that. I, it doesn't have to be my husband. I, I can have drama with whoever I have to have drama with <laughs> okay. for me to watch Fair. other people's couples therapy. Fair, okay. <laughs> Super fair. So, yeah, I, I, should we go with the bombshell I texted you last night or should we save that for the end since we're already talking about them? Um, I mean, I don't even feel like it's that much of a bombshell. Let's just go with it then. Okay, okay. And then we can move on to the other groups. So then I was reading TMZ, one of my favorite periodicals. (laughs) (laughs) Candace is, Agnes is appalled right now. Um, it is a very respectable news source, guys. Yes. TMZ. And so Courtney's mom, apparently in the promo, she Courtney's mom is suing the show and Lifetime because they did a promo where basically Courtney accuses her mom. Wait, it's not Courtney suing. It's a mom suing, right? Yeah, the mom. Okay. Did I say Courtney? Okay, yeah. I just want to make sure. Yeah, the mom is suing Lifetime uh-huh. because in the promo, Courtney accuses her mom of using Courtney when she was 12 years old? I don't remember the age. Oh, man. I wish I could remember this now. Basically using Courtney when before she was 16 because she was married at 16. Be- so you could Before she was a married woman. <laughs> using Courtney to lure a 16 or 17-year-old boy to into their home. Was it like a grocery store worker or something? Yeah. Okay, maybe that's the part I remember from yeah. The, yeah. the promo. Not so much the ages, but just yeah. like... It was a kid. You were trying to get the bag boy to F you. It was an underage kid. Wow. It was an underage kid. So this woman is sick. She And I swear, I swear Courtney said she was like 11 or 12. Like it was like... I would not be surprised. Inappropriate. Yeah. Like yeah. just all the way inappropriate. So I can't wait to see that episode. Which is tonight maybe? Oh, does it come on Sunday? I don't know if it's Sundays or Mondays. I feel oh. Maybe Mondays or Tuesdays. I always watch things late so I didn't know. I didn't know that. 
I think I might have been watching it last week on Monday or Tuesday, okay. so maybe it's tomorrow night. Okay, we'll have to. We'll be. We'll be. We're. Oh yeah, we're not promoting these shows. We can't tell you when they run. No, exactly. <laughs> like we watch them on our DVR. Exactly. They. We. We don't watch them. We wait a while and then new episodes show up. <laughs> exactly. True. Exactly. Um, so, okay, so let's move on to the other moms. We're, okay. I'll let you take which mom you want to go to first. Um. So. So Heidi. Oh, okay. Can yes. I can I take Heidi? Okay. Take Heidi. So Heidi and her mother, I guess their drama stems from Heidi's time on the hills mm-hmm. during which she got married. Yes. And also had the extensive plastic surgery. Yes. Which her marriage, it seems like we'll get an interesting piece on what Heidi deems was real, not real. Yes. Because her mom said, well, you told us all the wedding was just for the show, just for the show. But Heidi, drunkenly, yes. takes this very much as like, this was my wedding and I didn't have anyone's support. You know, I yeah. wanted this perfect day, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Not, I was playing a bride for a loosely based reality TV show. Right. Which, mind you, she is still married to this guy. So mm-hmm. maybe now looking back on it, she validates it as a, her wedding, mm-hmm. so to speak. I mean, mm-hmm. she can always get a divorce and have another one. Like, that right. shit happens. Exactly. Um, but, but then with her surgery... She said she came out and she was like revealing herself to her mother. And she says, you know, probably high on pain pills at the same time. Like, do I look pretty? (laughs) And her mother, mind you, had birthed this child, had seen 20 plus years of Mm -hmm. her daughter grow and become Mm -hmm. a woman. Mm -hmm. Now sees this crazy Barbie doll looking thing in front of her. A a monster. Mm -hmm. And she just says no. (laughs) Like, she doesn't say you're hideous. Why do you do this? She doesn't. She maybe cries a little bit, but she just says no. And so that ruined her. I guess they didn't talk for a long time. Yeah. Um, but Heidi rolls up into the house. Wasted. Wasted, wasted, wasted. Which Heidi is one of the magical women that goes back and forth between starting fights with people. Oh, yes. And crying. And being best friends with them. And being best friends with them and right. being nosy, which I feel is probably most women. True. But but definitely entertaining. And then when other stuff's going on, Heidi is the inner monologue of I know myself <laughs> of where is the popcorn? I could watch this all day. <laughs> when she starts hearing about Courtney and her mom, yes. she's like, I'm going to talk to them some more because I need to know everything. Yes. yes. <laughs> like yes. she doesn't necessarily care about working out her issues, but no. she wants to learn about everyone else's drama. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it's definitely like Heidi rolls in so drunk that after dinner, she throws up on the floor. Yes. And so I was just like, wow, girl, like you are wasted. Which, I mean, it looked like she had just had a couple of bites of salad. Like, she's not eating. She's tiny. She's teeny tiny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, like, she is just a mess. And I have a theory about her issues with her mother because I could see her mom not understanding reality TV. Yeah, yeah. And Heidi not understanding it. But I think Heidi is less mad, even though she says it. I think she's less mad that her mom called her, said that she wasn't pretty, mm-hmm. and more mad that her mom said she wasn't pretty on TV. Because they were filming. That's true. That, that is I a think, big deal. Yeah. I think, I think that's going to come out that it was like, well, you could have just said that to me off camera. Like, I actually don't think you look like yourself anymore. Right. But, you know, her poor mom, they're just sort of like Colorado people. Like, exactly. Not that anything's wrong I mean, with Colorado rich, people. Rich but like, ass Colorado people. Yeah. yeah but, like, you know, like, I remember their house. Hollywood. Yeah. Right, like, yeah. They're just like, we're just normal. Like, we're not, we're not, we're not getting yeah. boobs the size of zebras. <laughs> zebras. That's why they're triple Z. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Not zebras. <laughs> yeah, not actual zebras. Um, yeah. 
Uh, so, and then, and then you can talk about Nan, because I don't know yeah, her so as well. Natalie, and I don't know if in other shows she mentions her relationship with her mom, but right now they're just talking about what they've said is that her mom had to spend the last eight or nine years taking care of her grandma, who was dying, mm-hmm. essentially, or was very sick. Yeah. Not dying. I wouldn't say dying, but was very sick, which makes sense. Everyone has to take care of their mother when they get, when they get older. Right. And her mom and her grandma had a perfect relationship. They were best friends. And her grandmother died one week ago. Yes, that is very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Where in the sense where I'm like, I don't even think like even during the funeral scene. Right. The mom was like, I haven't even gone through this with my own mom. And I was like, but when are you gonna bury her, girl? <laughs> <laughs> and I know it takes time. Like I know right. you don't just like yeah, yeah. die and then have a funeral the next day. Like right. it takes a couple weeks to get it all together because yeah. obviously it's sudden, and right. you know you may not have your like stuff arranged. So I know it could take a couple weeks, but I'm like. So you just said, my mom's not buried yet, but girl, I'm going on this reality show. Exactly. Like, or there's not, you know, some clause in the contract yeah. of like, P.S., if like, there's a life issue for myself or a family member, yes. I'm, I'm out. Gonna have to, I'm going to, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, either there was not that or she needed that money so bad. I, uh, I don't know. I feel bad if it was that. I don't know. But I'm hoping, obviously, they just take a day where she can go bury her mom. Right. Because obviously Heidi, uh, Natalie's mom is like very affected by it and very mm-hmm. sad. Yeah. And I was surprised they did this like cemetery scene where yeah. they had to like grieve the loss of their loved one or whatever. This is guerrilla style therapy. Yes. I've, I've been in some therapy in my yes. life. These are tactics the, that are yes. I feel like very expensive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> controversial. Very controversial. So um, yeah, that's kind of their deal. And then yeah. they obviously have some issues with I think control and just like not relating to one another. I think her mom's another person who kind of likes more of a simple life um, and very normal. And I think Heidi's that L.A. Yeah. Kind of that L.A. fast pace. Like, she's married to some professional football player or somebody. So, I think she... Oh, you mean Natalie. 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 Yeah. Did I say Heidi? It's okay. Oh, no. But, the, I mean, and I think for them, they do have a little bit of, like, the reality TV respect mm-hmm. thing, too. Because mm-hmm. Natalie said at one point of, like, you haven't come out to, like, any of... Yeah my premieres or events or yada yada yeah which in my head i'm thinking like maybe from the more simpleton not simpleton but like more like common person right. like perspective of the mom of like i don't know if i want to celebrate this right that you're just a screaming yelling girl on tv girls down on tv right like no. you know you want to support someone in their yeah. career but you also can only respect someone's career so much can you imagine she's not an idiot so she thinks i'm gonna go out here with my daughter who's known for being a bully yeah. and beating people down. And the first thing you're going to ask me as her mother is, you raised your daughter to be like this? Exactly, yeah. That's horrible. And it's right. like, no, I didn't raise this little ungrateful girl to be like this. She's doing this for TV. Yeah, you know, like tell the interview people I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, so sad. Yeah, yeah, that's, that was a little a little cold. <laughs> um, and where it, where it did kind of hit home for me is she talked about how because her mother has spent so much time with her grandmother mm-hmm. during this process. There were times where she felt kind of neglected or there were yeah. things that her mother missed out on. Yeah. Which for me, safe space, keeping it real or whatever. Yes. Um, my grandmother passed away around the time that I was moving. Oh. And so she was sick and in the hospital. My oh. mother was like out of the state. And yeah. so there was a point where she called me and was saying like, Hey, I'm not, you know, I'm going to stay. I'm not going to be home right. when you leave. Right. And at the time, I had no way of knowing when the next time I was going to see her. You know, right. I was Which moving a, a couple deal. of states away. Yeah. And I remember, and I don't I don't think it came off as cold because we were both upset. Right. And I think I just said like, oh, well, I wish 
I wish I could see you or I wish you were coming home. Right. And she continued to cry and just said, you know, I, I hope you never have to choose. So in her mind, she kind of recognized that of like, I do want to be home. I do want to be with my mother. Yeah. So yeah. Sorry. Put the tissues down. I mean, wow. You're getting me like, oh my God. But I mean, so when I saw that, like, yes, I'm laughing and these are drunk screaming girls laughing at you. But when I heard that, that did hit home of kind of like, yeah. And I mean, it, but it makes a good show, though. Right. It and makes it, it more relatable. Yeah. And I ended up seeing her not too long after because I right. did come out to support her when right. she passed and right. all that. So, I mean, that worked out okay. Right. But, but, yeah, I mean, and I think that is a reality. Yeah, there's going to be times in your life where there's going to be shit going down. Yeah. And you're going to have to choose between different levels of who can you support, who exactly. can you be there for. Yeah. You know. It's literally the burden of a mother. I always say, like, it is the worst thing to be a mom. Right. I don't know why people do it. Because you have to sacrifice so much. Right. And it's almost like a thankless job, but according yeah. to my mom, she feels very thankful. Like, you know, okay. like she feels like she loves it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's one of those things that you're always, I feel like, having to like kind of give and take and balance. Right. Which I feel like men don't really go through a lot. And obviously I'm, I have some sweeping generalizations, but yeah. um, I think for the most part in traditional roles. Yeah. So yeah, it's so funny because I was watching this with my mom and I was like, don't you think this is so funny? And she was like, it just kind of makes me sad. And I was like, <laughs> Jesus, mom. And so, down exactly. And I was like, we're turning it off. So then I turned it off. She got through like one and a half episodes and Gosh. then we turned it off. So yeah, I can definitely relate to that. Um, and I also think that they haven't touched on this, but I wonder if they are going to get into it more with like Kim of like when you have multiple children too, mm-hmm. not, you know, you're stretched even that much farther Yes. of like, what if one's getting married the same day the other one's graduating, which right. mind you, it's messed up to plan those at the same time. Right. But at, you know, that Sometimes could be a real, or, you know, one's in the hospital when another one's having a big event or right. a serious thing going on. Or real life situation that just happened this weekend. I was supposed to go to Beyonce concert <laughs> and my sister told me that I have to go to her graduation in Tennessee. Do you know how heartbreaking that was? And I was just like, well, I'll just sell my Beyonce ticket and I'm quite dramatic. And, of course, they were all were like, no, no, you'll just fly to Tennessee on Friday. That's what my graduation is. Fly to Houston on Saturday. Go to the Beyonce concert. I was like, but why am I doing all of this? I can just sell that ticket. It, life will go on. Beyonce's not retiring. Beyonce will always be here. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Sorry, I just had to get that off my chest. No, and that's, that's real life. That's real life. The Queen Bee. Queen Bee. That's you love your from. sister if you're choosing her over Queen B. I wanted to get in formation, but okay. So I'm let's thinking move on. maybe your flight will get canceled. Okay, let's just wrap it up. So, so uh, yeah. So I think the Shar Jackson relationship, yes. I think, is the most real relationship. It seems the most normal. My like, mom kinda... and I feel like went through a similar struggle where it was, uh, and I talked to her about it. Where we, I was like, their relationship, I think they don't need to be on the show because it's. A typical, I'm growing up and you need to let go. Yeah. And I'm exerting my independence and the mom kind of has to just accept that. Shashar just kind of has to accept that, like, my daughter is not going to, like, have me as her first priority anymore. Mm -hmm. And I really shouldn't have her as my first priority anymore. Right. You know, like... I have to live my own life and have other children, like you said. Right. And and she's she's getting older. She looks like she's twelve. They they both look. They look amazing. Like they're yeah. both gorgeous. But I told my mom, I was like, she has to be like twenty or twenty one or something like that. But I was like, she looks super young. She yeah. talks about like staying with her boyfriend right. and going away. Yeah. So I was like, I think she's older than she looks. But yeah, I think their relationship is pretty standard. Right. Um, just kind of the de- 
attachment issues. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the, you know, I want to spend holidays with other people, Mm -hmm. like significant others and Mm -hmm. their families, and that's a big deal. Yeah. And I get that of, like, especially when you're used to, like, the whole family being together and suddenly this person's gone. Yes. You know, that's a big transition. And, like you said, the burden of motherhood, like, Mm -hmm. I think one... I don't remember if it was a celebrity or like an actual author per se, <laughs> but it's the, like the idea of having your heart outside of your chest. Right. Like that is just walking around that can get hurt at any time. Right. You know, there could be something going on where it's not there or mm-hmm. you're not there for it right. when it needs you. Like mm-hmm. how scary and dangerous is that? Yeah. Exactly. Like I need to know where my puppies are at all right. times. <laughs> like I, this, yeah. This is a lot of responsibility. Yeah, we were talking about two of my mom and my sister. My sister just had a baby, and she was talking, my sister was talking about, it just is so crazy, like, to think your kids get older. Like, I can't imagine my son being older. Mm. I was like, well, it's going to happen. That's what happens. People grow up. <laughs> like, that's normal. And she was like, I just think, like, oh, my gosh, he's going to be 10, and then that means I'm going to be, you know. The math. <laughs> yeah, like the math. Like, like, he's going to be 10, and I'm going to be, like, 33 or something, right, yeah, right? Yeah. And then I was, like, laughing because... I had never heard anyone say it that way except for my mother. Oh, because what yeah, my yeah. mother tells me, and she's told me since I turned 26, is who wants a 30-year-old daughter? <laughs> Literally. That is her. Every year. I, t- I was telling her this last night. She was cracking up. I was like, every year around this time, it's the spring. It's almost my birthday. Right. She asks me how, and she did it this weekend, how old are you? Mm. 27? <laughs> and I was like, no, mom, I'm 28. 28! <laughs> And you're turning 29 this year? <laughs> yes, mom, I'm turning 29. Oh, no. <laughs> Who wants a 30-year-old daughter? I'm very sorry. I can only get older. That's what happens. And I was just laughing at my mom and my sister. And my mom's like, yeah. And my sister's like, oh, so I guess it's normal. And my mom's like, yeah, but not when your kid's 10. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's, your kid's going to be 10. Like, that's not a crazy age. Yeah. So. And I think in, for us, like, we... Didn't go to our high school reunion, but that would no. have been last year. I wanted to go. Oh, that's right. You did want to go. I just was traveling other places because I got invited to two. Anyway, so I'm sorry. Exactly. Yeah. Priorities, people. I know. But <laughs> um, but I remember thinking like the people that had kids like not too far out of oh high school graduation and stuff like thinking oh, like their kids would be ten exactly like mm-hmm. you have a ten year old you have an eight year old mm-hmm. or and then like there's other people like who haven't even have kids or haven't even got married and it's just like how crazy is that of like where. Yeah. Different people are at in life. Yeah, we were talking to my mom last night, and we were saying what she was, by the time she was my age, she had like a 10-year-old and two 5-year-olds. Damn. And that's what I said. I was like, oh my God, could you imagine me? And I would be a mess. <laughs> my mom was like, I know. And I was like, I wouldn't function. I don't even function by myself. Like, after I babysit, like, I kind of need a week. Yeah. To, like, <laughs> after I hang out with <laughs> my nephew, just in the same room. Exactly. And his mom is there. You're I'm not like, even responsible, but not, just the energy drain. It's draining. <laughs> There's so much work you have to do to take care of another life. Um, so, gosh. So, then, so uh, Natalie, we did Char. Uh, who's left? The, I mean, Kim is, we, there's nothing really happening there. We, the, the cemetery scene. Right, yeah. So their, their whole thing is like, it's all sunshine and rainbows. I don't have anything I regret. Yeah. I'm so grateful for you. We're I love you. They for each other. Until there comes to be this therapy activity mm. of... You know, some of you are going to take the mom, some of you are going to take the daughter, but we're going to create a fake gravestone and you're going to have to go to the cemetery and grieve for them. But don't worry, afterwards you're going to get to talk to the person that's not really dead, which... It seems insane. 
insane. Yes. And it makes no sense to me. So everyone else is kind of like, oh, this will be interesting. That's right. Kim loses her mind. She flips out. Goes to her room and starts packing her stuff like, no, no, no. We don't do this. I believe that her agent is the one on the phone. Yes. Of like, peace. I'm out. I'm out. I can't do it. They're trying to take me to a cemetery. I'm not having Kimberly go to the cemetery. I'm definitely not going to a cemetery. I believe in spirits. I believe they can latch on to you. Kimberly is an old soul. And I was like, but what does her old soul have to do with so spirits like old souls? Are they matched with the spirit? Like, and I think during this whole time, Kimberly's eating toast. Yeah. Like, she is fine. She's hanging out, having a good time, smiling and laughing with people. Mm-hmm. And Kim is flipping out. Yeah. Flipping out so much that she's gone home. The doctor comes in. The doctor. Showtime doctor. Comes into her room and... Is like, what's going on? How can I help you? I want to support you. She's like, I can't do this. I don't go to cemeteries. I've never been to a cemetery in my life. Which, I've also never been to a cemetery, so. Really? Yeah. Not even like a field trip or anything? What? <laughs> what school did you go to that you had a field trip to a cemetery? Um, what? There, I feel like, it must have been Oak Hill, but there was a cemetery across the street over on... PFE. Okay. You know, not too far from like the Mormon churches over in that area. Yeah. And it, I think it was meant as like a historical type thing. Like, let's see if we can find the oldest grave. This is how you're respectful. This is how you're not respectful. Like, they, it wasn't just, we're going to do this. Like, it was a planned out field trip. But if my elementary <laughs> school that I went to in that school district, what school? I went to North Country. So. They even had that when I was there because I was only there a year. Mm-hmm. I'm sure my mom forbid me to go to that. Like, no, I, we, I don't think we're as crazy as Kim, but I don't think we really do that cemetery thing. Like, unless it's a funeral, obviously. Right. But even then, I've never been to a funeral either. So, yeah, I've never been to one. I don't think I'm afraid. Right. Like, I just don't want to go there for a field trip. Like, I can respect the dead just from afar. If if you were in some place, like, famous, would you be curious at all of, like... When I was in New York a couple summers ago, we were on a tour, a bus tour. Okay. And there's, like, a famous church slash cemetery near the Freedom Towers. Okay. Do not call the World Trade Center or 9-11 building. Do not call them that. People get mad. During the near the Freedom Tower is what it's called. I mean, isn't it just a like cemetery slash museum now? No, God, <laughs> cemetery. That's so horrible. I mean, there's a new building. There, there are remains there. Like, I do not feel comfortable with that being a museum. Like, maybe in another fifty years. What? Like, no, it's fine. Okay. okay. I didn't go to the museum, but I went to the memorial. and It was beautiful. Okay. Okay. But they have a new building there, like office building. Oh. But beside that, in that area, there's a very famous, famous like. Catholic church. Okay, yeah, that yeah. That people go to in droves and like tour it and has a famous cemetery. Mm-hmm. And on my tour bus, they drove by that and was like, that's the famous, famous thing with the famous, famous <laughs> dead people. Um, and I was just like, okay. You know, like, and that's probably as close as I got to as a famous cemetery. Okay, so I guess for me, it's just more of like the nerd history part of me like if I want if I knew where like Emily Dickinson was and you can find this or like yeah I'm not interested in that yeah I mean I'm not like Kim I feel like you're looking at me like I'm like Kim no 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 I mean I guess I don't know for me well and I do I guess I don't think about it in terms of like the morning of like this is where the funeral would have happened or this is where relatives would come to grieve you yes I think of it more of of like wow, this is a person who actually, like, lived right. and, like, had an impact, mm-hmm. whether mm-hmm. famous, literary, whatever. True, yeah. 
and this is their last spot. Yeah. And, you know, and then I, I, I don't know, I like old shit. So if I see, yeah. like, damn, this person died in, like, 1798, that means this has been here for over 100 years. Yeah, like, Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Boring, boring, boring. Um, <laughs> so so yeah. they have this event. Everyone cries. Mm-hmm. Everyone says what you would expect them to say yes. at the gravestone of a unexpected death of a loved one. Right. Sad, sad, sad. Yeah. Um, they, of course, they have a camera set up, so they don't have to tell them everything they said there. Mm-hmm. They just get to watch the live feed yes. of Yay. them greeting from, them. From the grave plot in the, in the dirt. Total Huck Finn moment of, hey, here's the joy of being at your own funeral. Oh my God, so true. Tom, yeah. Yeah, Tom Sawyer. Tom yeah, yeah, Sawyer, yeah. 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 Which, it's... I mean, everyone's secret dream, like, of narcissism. No. <laughs> well, not dream. Like... <laughs> Candid, Agnes, you're so morbid today. I'm so dark right now. Oh. It's, I'm on less sleep, guys. I'm okay. sorry. Yes. But, yeah. That's um, not my dream. Not dream, but, like, you wonder of, like, who's going to show up to this? Or, like... Okay. Never mind. I'm too dark, guys. You're too tired. Okay. So, so everyone cries about that. I'm trying to think of any other. Oh, at one point, uh, Courtney Mm -hmm. is so upset about all this drama with her and her mom that she keeps throwing up, and she is tiny. Which, despite the size of her knockers, like she's got to be 90 pounds with like some G's going on. Yes, for sure. Agreed. Um. So she keeps getting sick. Her mom freaks out, which, I mean, it makes sense to be concerned because people get dehydrated and whatnot. It's not good. Mm-hmm. But suddenly her mom makes in this huge attention thing of, like, she needs a doctor. She needs an ambulance. What if she's pregnant? Which, yes. mind you, the daughter has not said anything about trying to get pregnant, no. thinking she might be pregnant. No. She is not saying anything. I feel like the mom is just saying it to get more airtime. Yes. Of, like, just, like, pregnant, pregnant, like... Or, like, thinking that's going to make the ambulance come faster. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> like, it's like screaming fire in a crowded theater. Like, oh, right. like, causing a scene. You right. Know? Yeah, you can say whatever's going on, mm-hmm. but when the person says, oh, did you see a gun? Did you hear a gun? Did yes. someone else say there was a gun? Oh, so no, there were no shots? Okay, we're done. Like, yes. It's so funny because this is about the time my mom stopped watching it. And she looks at me and she's like, anxiety attack. And I was like, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. The girl gets so worked up because her mom is so horrible. Right. And won't even listen to anything she's saying. Keeps talking about her businesses. That she just has all this anxiety. Yeah. And I feel like it's the only time I've seen Courtney actually display display real emotions Mm -hmm. is in the show. Like, she is very upset. Mm -hmm. Very upset. And understandably so. Like, her mom is not a nice person. No. Like, her mom is very manipulative and has no care in the world for her daughter's well-being. She wants airtime. She wants to be famous. Yeah. And that is sickening to me. So, yeah. Stay tuned because this is going to be a ride. It's... Like, we are totally vested and invested in this. And we are going to be giving you updates on a monthly basis. I... I also think she might be really upset and sick because she's wearing white eyeliner and eyeshadow the entire time. Oh my god! And she just saw the dailies of how it looks, <laughs> and mom. she's realizing she hasn't brought any other palettes with her, so she is stuck. I'm not, I'm not saying I haven't worn some white eye, white eye makeup, okay. but this show has steered me away from it. Okay. I think for life. I didn't notice that. My mom the whole time kept talking about her weave. She was like, you see that weave? That's a lace front. <laughs> I love your eyes. She's the best. And I was like, Mom, I don't know what that means. That's a lace front. You see how this is? And you see, there's no baby hairs there. 
Most white girls have baby hairs in the front. If you pull it back, there's some baby hairs. There's no baby hairs there. That's a lace front. That weave is a bad weave. That's why she pulls it up. You see how the hair is two-toned? It looks two-toned. And I was like, okay. I, can, I got a lot of weave education. I can give you that as some some insider info. Because yes. I was watching, there's this Blake Lively movie mm-hmm. where she plays like all these different roles. And mind you, she's someone with gorgeous hair. Yeah. Oh, as we are all to believe. <laughs> and she has multiple hairstyles from it. And mm-hmm. they use like the same cast not cast um crew most of the time and mm-hmm. there got to a point in filming where one guy was like man it's crazy like it has been your hair this whole time mm-hmm. and she started laughing and told the camera guy like i have had a piece like yeah. every single day yeah and i mean a lot of times what they do is they get it into the natural hair yes. so you don't see it yeah you, gotta blend yeah, you it. keep your real hairline yes. you keep your real baby hairs and they just yes. blend that shit in yes so a good weave that's a so, professional weave professional weave so, yeah, um, I think we might take a break just to get some stretch on. <laughs> okay. So, let's take a Pause. break. It looks All right, guys, yeah. we are back. Um. So, the movie we watched today is called The Loft. The Loft! I think it came out 2014, 2015. I think 2014. Um, most recognizable faces are going to be James Marsden okay. from the... Older X-Men movies where he played Cyclops. Okay, yes. Um, also in Enchanted. Yes. With Amy my, Adams. One of my favorites, yeah. Uh, other recognizable face that we were rooting for the entire time. Entire time. Is Eric Stone Street we from Modern Family. Uh, God, what is his name on the show? Uh, Cam. Cam. Mm-hmm. He is Cam. He plays straight in this, which he is in real life, guys. FYI. Yeah. He plays straight in most of his roles, I feel like, right. except for Modern Family. Right. And every, I mean, I commentary, I feel like most of the roles I've seen him in, but only it's like the ones I remember, like American Horror Story. He is not good. Wait, what? Do you remember like the first season of American Horror Story, how he plays like a plumber who's like creepy? I don't remember that. I oh. do love the first season, but I don't remember his cameo. Yeah, he was in it. You have to go back and watch that episode. He's okay. a creep, dude. Okay. He's a creep. We had the same reaction we had to today. So, um, the setup goes back and forth with time. Yes. So, but it, it gives you an update. Like, there's a little bit in the corner of, like, one year later or yes. 24 hours before kind of a thing. Like, <laughs> uh, But essentially, there's a body in a loft. Mm-hmm. Someone is startled to see the body. Mm-hmm. And then all these guys end up together. You end up finding out it is a secret sex pad. Yes. That all these married men. Who are friends. Who are friends. We don't know how. Right. Uh, possibly fraternity. Possibly Boy Scouts. Whatever. Just friends. Just making up. Mm-hmm. Making up stuff. But right. they're friends. They're all married. They all seem to be unhappily married from what we can tell. The worst marriages we've ever seen. All two brunettes. Yes. Which maybe was their mistake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. That's so true. All, all brunettes of like the same skin tone? Like same these could all be tone. sisters and cousins. Yeah. They, they could be like same skin tone. Kind of dress them all the same. Mm-hmm. Like a little bit matronly. Like right. none of them were like, I mean they're all cute girls yeah but like all kind of dressed them down like oh you get married your wife changes her hair to brunette and she dresses horrible yeah and so that means you need a sex pad (laughs) um aside from the most recently married one yes who i think her her hair is a little lighter 
I think they're the only one without kids. Everyone else, they say have kids, but I we guess they could not affi- afford children actors because we never see them. Right. I mean, you have to pay for the tutoring and all everything. So That just, shit got deleted. Exactly. They're like, we don't need to see any of these kids. We just want to see the sex right. and the murder. Yeah. Sex and violence. <laughs> so all these guys show up there and then it's like, well, who was here last? And who has their secret special key? And That can only be made with a combination. Which, I mean, was it digitalized? Like, because then I expect it to just be like a card. Right. Not an actual key looking it type key. It is literally a key. But maybe it's a new fancy key that looks like a key, but is really like a digital key. Right. Because he said that, the main character said that, and I was like, that's not how keys work. <laughs> I could go to Walmart right now and take all the keys I find and make copies of them and just break into everything. And I know who to ask if it has that do not copy on there to get me a copy. <laughs> I know how that shit works. <laughs> I will not reveal my sources. I mean, even now at Walmart, they have a kiosk where you can just go and you don't have to talk to people and make a copy of a key. So. Or any maintenance apartment worker can probably be bought off, guys. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so... so yeah, so they're all talking about that. They're all freaking out about that. We get these backstories about how each of them has some kind of loose end yes. with their sex that they've had here. Because they have rules. Like, you have to not leave a girl there. You don't tell anybody else about the the loft. Um, you, it is Fight Club. It is, <laughs> it's totally Fight Club. It is Fight Club sex pad. Yes, you, um, what was the other one? You text them to make, you text everybody to like let them know you're going there. Uh, yeah, essentially your sock on the door. Yeah. So not everyone's trying to bring their hoe bag there yeah. at the same time. But it's weird because they're all friends, but they don't really trust each other because when they all get to this loft and they find this dead girl, they're like, you did it. You were here. You were, who is this girl? Right. And they're just accusing each other, not really acting as friends. And for most of the movie, no one calls the police. Oh, yes. No, no they they want to sit and discuss this. They want to have a couple of drinks. Yes. No one is in a rush. I don't know if anyone takes a pulse at any time. No. No. no one takes uh, oh, a pulse. yes. We determine later. Yeah. No one Spoiler takes a pulse. alert. Yes. No one checks to see if this girl's actually, actually dead. Actually dead. So. Until she is clearly dead. Right. <laughs> until she, there's blood everywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, it is. It's wild. And I think they. I mean, I guess spoiler because you've seen it, but they kind of take you in a lot of twists and turns where even I, I mean, we're pretty good at the suspense thriller movies. Oh, yeah, so we yeah. can guess the end, but even we got shocked by a couple of points. Oh, yeah. No, we were we were calling some things out and yes. then we were like, left field. Yes. Wow. What What is going on so there? let's just get into it. Let's reveal what happened. So essentially they have this loft where they all go to bone. Um, and not everybody goes there to bone. Not everybody goes there to bone. Yeah. And they all kind of have some issues. So the one that got recently married, mm-hmm. it seems like he was forced into this marriage. Yeah. He is a coke head. And he does not handle his coke like a gentleman. No, he does not. <laughs> you know, that is so true. I mean, some Wolf of Wall Street, we might get a little crazy. Yes. But ultimately, you hold your own. Leo always handled himself well in Wolf of Wall Street when he was high on coke. Exactly. He never, never beat a bitch and raped her. So. <laughs> Which, you know, ultimate attack on someone, yes. calling them out on being a cokehead rapist. Yes. Oh my God. But. Real you, line from the movie, by the way. You can call them out about that and still cover up their cokehead rape, rape. Yes. of a prostitute by paying her off and saying you're going to hook her up with a doctor friend. I got a doctor for you, girl. <laughs> Get a little scoopy scoop and hook you up. 
I mean, it, it it's probably the worst scene. It, it it is. It's a good scene, but it was so shocking that I was like, "This is the worst scene." It's since, uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable in the sense that he was at his time at the loft, and his brother and one of the main characters comes up running up the stairs, and they hear a girl screaming. She is literally handcuffed to the bed, bruised and battered, screaming, "He raped me! He raped me!" And yeah, all he kinds beat of, me. He beat me. He raped me. Bad Russian accent. Yes. Um, at first, I thought it turned a little like. Spanish. Like, I was like, where are we going, girl, with this accent? Because she's all over the place. She was really upset, so she wasn't sure herself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's coke. And did you notice every time this guy was in the scene, there was coke everywhere? Like, no matter, unless he was, like, in the group, but anytime he was alone, like, there was just a random scene where he was in the bathroom doing coke and got caught. He was at the wedding doing coke. He was at a charity event talking about coke. I mean, I guess he never saw cruel intentions of yes. how to be discreet with your yes. coke, with Sarah your little Michelle coke necklace. Gellar. She did that. God, I love her. I love her. Um, but um, also, but yeah. where does he get all this coke money from? Does his wife give him coke money? Coke it's, is expensive. It's implied that she is also doing the coke. Well, because he says it. Well, yeah, but then she says, oh, you noticed something missing. Yeah, so then she so, said, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if she's like, man, he's been doing this so long, I gotta check it out, like, right. see if it's worth the hype. Right. Or if, we also wondered how they met, because she is the daughter of a very rich man, and he seems like someone who has a criminal record of yeah. some kind. And he's steel. Had a very rough childhood. <laughs> so, somehow they met, possibly in line to buy some coke. Right. But, we used to call it the coke line. <laughs> but, they... <laughs> but uh they do not have a good relationship no their relationship like the day horrible. after the wedding which i don't know why she's wearing gloves to that wedding that that was not a good outfit choice no um but yeah day after the wedding they are they are done which he seems more concerned about his younger sister oh, than any other woman in the world which i guess it makes sense if you come from an abused battered household where his dad used to beat him and his sister so i think he had to always protect her from getting beaten he got extra beatings so he just doesn't want anything to happen to his little baby sister i can relate to that he does go above and beyond because she's not little she's 20 so you know and from what we can tell she's not making coke had rapist choices with her life no she's not she seems normal (laughs) Um, well, let's see. It's so, what are the other guys? Uh, James Marsden seems to be relatively happy with his marriage, like, or, or at least okay with it, content. Content. But he is running into an attractive girl at multiple events. Remember, his wife is kind of a bee. They're all their wives are bees. I'm going to put it out there. Okay. As a wife, they're all bitches. All right, fair. Okay. Um. But he keeps running into this cute blonde girl. Which all the girls in the movie that are supposed to be cute and hot are blonde. Yeah, which, come on, Hollywood. <laughs> I mean, I... Mix it up. Get mix a redhead in there. Put a redhead, yes. I mean, or, you know, uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Let's get a blue head. Like, <laughs> mix it up. Anyway, so he keeps running into this blonde. And she's, you know, coy with him, a little flirty, but she keeps saying, well, I'm with this other politician guy, because right. there's all these politics involved, too. Yes. And then his friend seems to encourage this, of yes. like, hey, you want to hit that? Here's your special key. Yes. Like, he didn't want to take the key originally. He was like, I'm not that type of guy. Yeah. You guys are all pigs. I'm staying married to this bitch-ass wife I have. Which, apparently, he's comfortable with having pins, friends for pigs. Right. Or pigs. <laughs> 
know what I mean. Yes. He's okay being around these people and associating with them, inviting them over to dinner parties with oh, his yeah. wife. Oh, but, uh, the worst dinner party I've ever seen. Or the best dinner party I've ever seen. Sign me up. But, uh, uh, so he's still comfortable enough to be friends with them, yes. but doesn't want to engage until the blonde's the cute blonde. enough where yes. he's like, yeah, let's do this. And I, we didn't talk about this, but let's comment on how she first engaged him by saying that she was the sister of a patient of his who killed herself. Oh yeah. James Marston is a psychiatrist, Yes, which doesn't really come up too much no. other than that's how they know each other. Yeah. Of you treated my sister who later... Implied killed herself. Yes. So let's hook up. But I'm thinking that story must have been a lie. Oh, that could have been a lie. Because... Or it was some other deep twist that got cut. Okay, true. Mm, so smart. So then Both. that's his deal. Uh, there's one guy who doesn't partake in anything. He's creepy and weird. He has glasses. He's glasses, which, which we, I mean, we already know. That's a giveaway glasses. of... And he's always kind of lurking. He is a lurker. Yeah. And then there's Eric Stone Street, who is a pig, a who plays the chauvinist, who is, says horrible things. Says horrible things about fat girls and ugly girls and girls' big boobs. And, and says, talks about banging anything and everything. Anything and everything. And his wife, you know, homely looking woman, but seems to put up with his mess. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but he is horrible and a pig. And so he basically, he only cheats on his wife one time, though. I feel like, no, there's at least two times. Two times? There's the girl that in comes to the house. Well, no, there's a girl in San Diego, and then they say a different name. Because I think it's like a Diane. No, Diana was... was San Diego girl the one that comes to his house? Yes! I, I thought they said Sandy comes to the house. No, Diane from San Diego. Okay, okay. I'm pretty sure. Oh, man. Well, pig regardless. Yes. So. If if he, if he was just talking the talk, yeah. he, at, he finally cheats on her and yeah. she finds out about it. Exactly, and leaves him. Yep. So then it all comes to head while they're figuring, they're telling all their backstories about how they all are fucking bitches. And they all have loose ends yes. that normally involve some kind of woman. They're all breaking rules. The main guy who's an architect who gets them this loft to basically break their marital vows which pause he designed that building he does not own the building mm -hmm. i'm sure the contractors and owners also know that loft exists yeah but he probably bought it he said we'd split it five ways right well and i guess in my head i'm just thinking like these all, all these guys make decent money but you can hide you know and they're saying oh well this is better than hotel bills right. and other receipts and stuff right but in my head i'm also thinking like oh babe what's that five hundred thousand missing from oh we got a timeshare like <laughs> like that's yeah. that's just my surprise yes agreed but yeah, in this movie the women don't really seem to work or oh no that one owns a shop like a boutique so that's all weird. it's all she can with her diabetes <laughs> Which, it sounds hurtful, but that is all this girl is given to work with. Yes. There is no other backstory. She's, which, I mean, it comes into play, how yeah. that's convenient. But that, she is, she's quiet, she's little, and, oh, help me with my insulin. Yeah, she just needs a lot of help with her insulin. Which, I mean, from what I remember from my Babysitter's Club books, yes. you should be able to inject yourself with that. You yes. cannot depend on someone else to no. always be there to poke you in the butt. No. <laughs> but a boom. 
Which, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's the one thing you can't do to yourself, guys. So it comes to it. They're trying to figure it out. The architect is thinking the wife set him up because things are getting so messy because you cannot keep an affair secret. Right. So he's like, it was the wives, it's the wives. Alice is realizing that. He starts to get a little pass out because he's got a daybreak drug in his drink. And he realizes that all his friends are around him and they're just cussing him out like, you're a horrible person. How could you do this? Which, pause, did they just keep a bottle of the date rep drug at the loft? Is that just for the convenience of them? Of like, hey, if the girl changes her mind, we got some Royphenol and the second draw on the right. You've heard of Bill Cosby, right? Quaaludes. Exactly. <laughs> we got the Quaaludes. You know, if these girls aren't enthusiastic or being beat, right. they are being Cosby. Exactly. Exactly. So, I think Mr. Creepyson, Mr. Glasses, kept the... Have the roofie drugs in, in the apartment. Okay. I think everyone else went there with free will, except for Cokehead. He took a girl for free roll and then raped her. Um, but. Which, pause, we find out earlier before the Passiouti scene, Creeperson has not been partaking in these affairs no. and utilizing the Roft, but he has a key to it, and he has been secretly recording them, the cameras right over the bed. Yes. Of all these. Sexual acts. Exactly. Everybody. Which, so, it almost implies that he's gay, he's right. obviously creepy and like a sexual sadist, and he's just weird. He's right. a, He's been weird the entire movie, yeah. and then it comes out, oh, now we know, because you've been watching everybody have sex, like a creep. Right, like, I don't, I don't even want to know what someone's, like, porn search history is, no, let alone, like, what private. their actual sex life is exactly. like. Exactly, that's private. So, it all comes out that when they met these girls in San Diego, they, they meet this blonde architect seduces her but creepy glasses wants her it's always the guy that's the bridesmaid not the bride i mean creepy glasses might just want her sparkly dress which yeah. was gorgeous right it was gorgeous so then creepy glasses is in love with this sparkly dress bitch and she's in love with the architect classic triangle classic triangle and so it comes out that uh they he wants to be with her, and she tells him, I just don't love you like that. Yeah. They don't even know each other. They met two times, so the whole scene was awkward. Right, yeah, no. If if someone just comes up to you and says, like, I want to hurt you, like, yes. he's no good for you, you need to run. Exactly. This is not a good guy. This is a stalker. Exactly. And so he's watching them have sex because he's just the third wheel, basically. Mm -hmm. And then he sees them get into a fight and break up, so he goes to her and he says, I told you he wasn't good for you. I can be good for you. Drugs her. Yep. And then makes it look like a suicide, writes a suicide note. Uh, yeah, because he drugs her enough for her to pass out. Yes. And then he injects her with insulin. And, right. To kill her. And when this comes out, he's like, this isn't traceable, guys. Which, right. I, I don't know. I'll Google it later. Right. But I think very sneaky. insulin levels would... But I don't know. I don't know. Anymore. I don't know if, like, the Google body, like, bounces out or yes. what. But even so, then, I think it'd be suspicious of, like, oh, well, we think she died from a rohifenol overdose. Right. <laughs> we found, you know, the equivalent of two dissolved in her stomach. Yeah. That's not enough to kill her, but she's still dead. Exactly. That. What kind of suicide is this? This is very suspicious. Exactly. So then he sets it up, basically kills her to look like a suicide. He calls all over the other friends except for the architect and is like, look what the architect's been doing. He brought her here. He broke her heart. He's being reckless with our lives. 
we gotta show show him like what like that he's horrible and they're like why are we gonna do this he's our friend and he's like you think he's your friend dun 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 let me show you to my creepy videotape dungeon with my DVD yeah yeah wait stop beating me about all the secret videotapes I've been making I have things to reveal exactly so then he slowly reveals how this architect is not a friend at all and has been doing shady dealings with the ladies. So first, the architect was boning the cokehead's little 20-year-old sister. Which, I mean, she's a grown woman and she's cute. She said yes. She consented. Yeah. But she did not look like she was on the Rehevenal. She did not. And then the creepy guy looks at the brother, the cokehead, and said, I believe he was her first. Which, which, which we, we all wondered, how does he how know? How does he know? Like, does, is he listening to the conversation? Did they have a little, like, oh, man, so, I've never done this. You know, I'm nervous. They, yes, like, oh, you're bleeding. This is what happens when you have sex for the first time. Right, yeah, like, let's use protection because you might have the hiv. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I'm clean. This is my first. Oh, my God. I'm so blessed that you chose me. <laughs> like, is this a deleted scene? And we don't know. He just says, we, we believe he was <laughs> I believe he was her first. He was the creepy. Which, I mean, other than Coke, this is the one thing Coke had rapist cares about the is what? apparently his sister's purity. Exactly. <laughs> and she's 20. That was not her first. You're tripping. No, no. She's she's done in the no-no spot. Exactly. <laughs> and then he shows how the architect has banged Eric Stone Street's wife. When he was supposed to be consoling her, very and which he during is, their separation, he is upset for how much he hates that woman. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. He's so brokenhearted about which, it. Which, for all he knows, I'm I'm gonna be devil's advocate for the architect guy right yes. now. So, for all he knows, he could have been like, you know what? He's a pig. He's a jerk. He's my friend, but he really loves you. Asked me to do this. Hey, if I have sex with you, will you get back with him? Yes. And just never tell him. And yes. it'll just be our secret. Exactly. And she's been like, I am so on board. Yes. I have been thinking about you for a long, a long time. time. Let right. me have some drinky drinks so you get the full show. Yes. But how the creepy glasses guy presents it is, he took advantage of her. She was drunk. Which she's pretty smiley. She's smiley. She's enjoying herself. But and she doesn't look roofy drunk. She no. looks happy drunk. She's she consented as well. I'm gonna also <laughs> go on devil's advocate for architect. He's not a good friend, but he's not a rapist. <laughs> yes. Good friend is and not we rapist. Never see him do coke. <laughs> no, exactly. He just loves sex. He he just likes the ladies. He likes the ladies. And then the big bombshell. Oh, this, this, this is the big sick- one. You know what? And there's another side of this story, too. Okay. So the blonde that uh, James Martison, psych doctor, falls for, there's a point where she says something of like, oh, the people who love you just hurt you, and da-da-da-da-da. Because he falls in love with this girl, and she says, I'm a prostitute. And he's just like, that's just something you do. It's cool. Right. And then there's a point where like there's an argument in a bathroom, and another guy says... Like, oh, he never paid, implying yeah. that someone else paid. Right. And psych doctor, Cyclops, is not happy to He's hear this. He's like, what does he mean, blah, yeah. blah. 
And she's like, oh, someone paid for the first time. Everything after that was real. Right. Which I feel like if you ever get in a relationship for a prostitute, that's their go-to line. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that something, have to say that something close to that occurs in Pretty Woman. Okay. And any, like, falling for a prostitute love story. Like, okay. Like, at first it was just a John and you, you were just a job. But now, right. now it's real. It's real. Which, I mean, if, if that goes, like, can we just have sex with anyone and, and turn it into a relationship? Right. Is we that, can. That's what Married with First Sight is all about. Exactly. Full circle, guys. Full circle. Here we are. Um, so it's revealed that the friend paid this girl, and that's why she kept probably showing up everywhere, and mm-hmm. he convicted him, like, you should go hit that. Yes. Because I paid for you to hit that. Paid for her to hit it. Paid for him to get seduced. So he could deal in his dirty dealings with him and be an adulterer. Which, the other side is, I know you're not really happy in your marriage. And I think you deserve a good time, just like the rest of us. <laughs> That's too far. And I'm, I'm going to take some of the pressure on you by having her seduce you. You know where it went wrong is he also had sex with her. Well, yeah, that's that's kind of That's shit. where it was. Wait, wait, no. That is just proper research. Okay. Um, I want to make sure you get good quality goods. Okay. I'm not going to tell you that some food is amazing without having tried it Fair. myself. Fair. So to recommend, especially would, if it's something you got to work for. If I you got to drive away, I'm going to be like, it's not worth the drive. It is worth the drive. I was waiting for this ladies network. I was invited to this ladies networking happy hour and a, by a coworker. And she said, feel free to invite anybody if you like. And I was like, I'm not just going to invite people to something I've never been a part of by some organization. I need to check this out before I go recommending it to my yeah, friends. And she's you got to like, vouch for it. Yeah, she's like, that's fair. And I was like, exactly. I'm not inviting nobody in those stupid ladies happy hour that I've never been to. They're crazy. They just want numbers. Exactly. That's all they care about. Exactly. So, and so Marsden yes. is, is clearly upset. This Devastated. is the final straw. He loved that prostitute. He told that prostitute, I love you, girl. I'm going to leave my wife. I've been wanting to go blonde for years. I know. For years. Ever since your crazy sister showed me that picture of you. Which they never readdress. I've got to see the deleted scene. (laughs) And they never bring it up. It seemed like they said it was based off of, I don't know if there was another maybe like European movie called Yes, I'm glad you called the cop Okay. We're going to Google this. We're going to be doing some research. Okay. We'll we'll catch up. Yes. (laughs) But, um. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, they... He says, hey, architect guy is not our friend. He uses and abuses. Mm-hmm. He f- messed this up, so now we're all going to get caught about having this loft. All mm-hmm. our wives are going to find out we're all screwed either way. Mm-hmm. We can make a way to screw him on this. Mm-hmm. Which maybe also explains why they didn't call the cops. Because I feel like when... Yeah, because they all knew. Right. When they all initially got there and saw that, and they're just like, ooh, suicide. This doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. we got to call the cops. Mm-hmm. Which... Good thing the psychiatrist knew that, because that's what you should do when you right. come across a dead body. Yeah, like, oh. He knows so per his it. licensing. Exactly. <laughs> He's required to call the cops, I'm sure. Right, yeah. So, yeah. So then they basically set him up where not necessarily he gets charged with murder, but that he gets shaken up a bit and caught by his wife. Yes. That he was having sex with somebody else in the sex loft. Mm-hmm. And, you know, basically they find out the girl commits suicide, and then that's it. They all get their story straight. Well, then it turns out that creepy glasses guy Mm -hmm. does not want that to happen. He hides suicide notes so it looks like a murder. Which the reality of it is, which I I think we accidentally already revealed, is 
it was not a suicide. No. It was creepy glasses guy making it look like a suicide. Yes. To set up the friend to get caught with the suicidal girl. Right. But then really he takes it another step far of, hey, it's not suicidal girl. It's a murder. Yes. Which, because part of that is when they went to handcuff him next to her dead body, they said... I don't know why they thought, hey, the pills doesn't seem like enough. Right. Let's cut her up a little bit. No, none of them thought that. <laughs> the coke head thought that. And he was doing coke. That was like, he what could we, not what, control this coke. What we've learned from this is you should not be doing coke. It makes you crazy. I know Whitney said cocaine was cool and I crack mean, was whack. Crack is whack, yeah. But, but guys, I. Your behavior becomes. <laughs> Great. You are a rapist murdering go-kid. And you learn Latin. <laughs> you learn Latin. That's so but poor Latin. Like it's not it's not grammatically. You correct cannot Latin. conjugate your vows properly <laughs> on cocaine. This cokehead when you so learn he Latin. Starts, he does coke, so it flashes between him doing coke and having flashes of the DVD of his little sister banging his best friend. And then flashing to this dead girl who he thinks commits suicide. And he thinks she's already dead. Right. So he's just staging it like suicide. He's like, I'm taking it a step further. He said he really had to sell it. Which, in my head, I'm also going to blame Cyclops a little bit. Because as a psychiatrist, you have to have... Like, that's not just like a counselor. Like, yeah. that's a legit doctor. Yeah. So he knows how to take a pulse. Yes. He knows how to confirm life or death. Because they say later on of like... Oh, she wasn't dead when like yes. that began, which makes sense because they're gonna got blood splatters mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. you know the way decom- decomposition happens. Exactly. But yeah, so he did not do his due diligence to he confirm a dead body because all the more reason of like, holy shit, this girl tried to commit suicide. Holy shit, she's still alive. Yeah. We gotta call an ambulance. Yes. Like also, holy shit, I shouldn't leave my coke brother to set up the scene. <laughs> I know my coke brother is a rapist and a crazy person. Exactly. Like once you've. <laughs> confirm that someone is a, a rapist batterer like yeah. do not leave them alone with a woman's body <laughs> say hey 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 you're gonna set up the scene cokehead just make it look like she committed suicide even though as far as we know she committed suicide which and the reality of it is marsden should know more of what a real suicide looks like than anybody else this girl committed suicide because he's had patients dropping left and right this whole he's time the worst psychiatrist this, this is not recommended. <laughs> no, he is the worst psychiatrist. Yeah. He likes prostitutes and his patients kill themselves. Yeah. And his wife is a horrible person. She's by far the worst wife. Right. So basically he figures it all out, finds out Creepy Glasses Guy set it all up. The girl didn't commit suicide. He tried to kill her, but even Creepy Glasses Guy, impotent, just can't even kill a girl right. <laughs> and <laughs> so... You'd think he know how much insulin it takes to kill someone because he's been keeping his wife alive this whole time. Exactly. Oh, that creepy wife, too. Ooh, so like, then, that's a memento shot back, too, because I think she dies from, like, an insulin overdose in that. Oh, really? I've never yeah. seen memento. Damn it. I'm sorry. I it's didn't okay. mean to spoil it. No, it's okay. Okay, my bad. I won't ever see memento. It, they tell it backwards anyway, so you wouldn't get it until the very end. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> so then Creepy Glasses guy's like, well, now you know too much, Marsden. I've got to kill you. Gets him on the balcony. Tries to knife him. Yep. Because it's not even really thinking this out. Like, tries to knife him and tell him to jump, but he won't. It's slippery. It's wet. Right. For how, for how planned out yeah. his earlier endeavors were, You're gonna this, this is guy? seat of his pants. Exactly. <laughs> this is not going to work out. You're going to go to jail. Yeah. So then, oh, he says, you're not going to cinch on me 
because your brother is the one that really killed her because he slit her wrist. Oh, that's right. And psychiatrist is like, fuck my brother, dude. Like, I know, he, like... You he's know, been he raping girls. I don't know if you know this. He's due for some jail time. Like, he's literally due for some jail time. He's paid his dues. And I never told her to slit that bitch's wrist. Like, I never I, said that. I did everything I could. Right. I'm, my hands are clean. Exactly. So then he's like, no, I'm turning that guy in. And, and then creepy glasses guy, well, then you must die because I ain't going in. So then... Yeah, uh, they wrestle on the balcony. He gets the knife away, and Creepy Glasses like guys like, well, you know what, girl, I just can't live anymore, and jumps off the balcony onto a car and dies. Yep. And you would think it ended there because you know that's got where a resolution. it makes sense. It's a yeah. thriller. Yes. I mean, there were some loose ends tied with the final conversations, but even then, it was not even things we cared about. No, I couldn't even tell you what they are. Well, we we have a bar scene. We flash to what, like three months later? Six months later. Six months later. A lot of flash. A lot of time travel in this movie. You'd expect like a pregnancy or a kid to show up at some at this point. No. We no. never see babies. We never no. see bellies. Flash to six months later. Eric Stone Street and his wife are back together. Happy. Happy. Joking. He's not as creepy anymore. Still slobby, but not as creepy. Still drinking. Like, they're always drinking. Oh, they're flushes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Marsden is there laughing with them. They're talking about infidelity. And he this. implies he is not with his wife because yeah. he says, like, I and have the, the kids. kids tomorrow. Yes. He walks to his car and lo and, below, lo and behold, who's there? The prostitute. And she looks pretty, and she's not as skanky. She's not with the senator anymore, as far as we know. And she's yeah. like, how are you doing? Which she obviously was stalking him. Right. She's like, oh, I'm doing fine. I'm doing great. And then they basically tie up all the other loose ends. Yeah, I think she says, like, Phil's still going to trial. Yes. Or, like, the lawyers are trying to work it out. Yes. Which, I was on coke, and I cut her up because I thought she was already dead like not the best defense no but P.S. here's a video of me raping someone like oh god yes oh, Jesus. <laughs> and then he says you know architect is living in the loft and that's all he got in the divorce which I ain't so why bad. would you go back to that place like talk about where your life he didn't kill anybody un- no but I mean the place where your whole life unraveled nah his whole life unraveled somewhere else <laughs> Like, I, I would go back. That's all I got. Where am I supposed to live on the streets? That's that's true. Maybe I would sell it, but then it's probably going to be a hard sell because there's been a murder there and a lot of rapes. I mean, and, there was a lot of good lighting. I mean, it was a beautiful <laughs> lot. A beautiful lot. So, yeah, he that's all he got. That was his revenge. Yeah. Um, and then they basically kiss, and they're in love, and it's a love story. It's a love story. Because, you know what? Gentlemen prefer blondes. They do. At the end of the day. So what you don't know is Janice is blonde. I mean, Agnes is blonde. And so she really liked this movie because she is essentially the vixen, the good girl, and the ride or die all in one in this movie. I mean, I did call it out yeah. when I noticed the, the heritism yes. of, it, of yes. just like, all these wives are brunettes. Yes. Make no sense. All the sluts like that you want to bang are blondes. Like, <laughs> none of the women have a profession other than store owner yes. and well, prostitute. Well, <laughs> so there's a lot of sexism in this movie. Like the girl is like the rape girl. The girl with the prostitute is raped. I mean, yeah. the guys, the cokehead is literally screaming, you can't rape a girl who's selling it. 
Like, you can't rape when you're paying which, for Which it. is not true, guys. I did not hold up in court. That's rape. That's rape. <laughs> yeah. She's screaming and handcuffed and bruised and battered. Yeah, like, like her wrist is bleeding. Yeah, like, it does not like, look good, I guys. want to go to the police. Like, she yeah. clearly is upset. And his brother, the psychiatrist. Yes, the psychiatrist commits more crimes by saying, no, sweetie. That's no, not going to happen. Here's a lot of money that I just happen to keep on me for these types of situations. Which also, you don't need to bring her to a doctor. Technically, you have the doctor skills to treat her, if you remember from your residency. Scooby Scoop, he does not have that. That's true. He does not not have a Scooby Scoop certification. She needs a plan B. She probably (laughs) needs like a little... Like HIV shot that you get when you think you're exposed. Oh, definitely from Cokehead. Yes, she like, has the hiv. And then she needs she just needs her wounds care taken care of. <laughs> she just needs some stitches and some glue. <laughs> I don't know. And um, so, God, yes. What else stood out from this movie? It was so intense. Basically, what we are saying is you definitely have to watch it. And if you're listening to this podcast, you watched it. And we hope you enjoyed it as much as we did because oh, yeah. I loved it. It's on Netflix. It's, it's on, on Netflix. It's on instant viewing. You yes. don't have to pay anything. No. Um, do we want to announce our next movie? Yes. Can we set up that plan? Yes. Announce it. Do okay. It. So we're, we're going a different direction. Yes. Uh, we are going to a new location. Yay! We are going to the theater. The theater! To see Zootopia. I'm so excited. Which, full disclosure, I have already seen. Right. But I have no problem seeing again if that says anything to you. That says something. That says that it's going to be awesome and it's worth going to theaters to see. I, I may have texted someone of, I do want to see it in theaters again. And I'm considering pre-ordering it on no. Amazon. Yes. Nice. So I may have strongholded, strong-armed you into okay. seeing this. Um, no, because I okay. was jealous that you were without me. <laughs> yes. I literally said, how can I get back on your movie rotation? Yeah. So, so I'm back. So yeah, so we're mixing up. We had the rom-com. We had the thriller. Now we're going to have like a nice... A children's film, chil- really. Which I love children's films. And, and I'm sure we can have some dark twists in the film and discussion about oh, it. Oh, I mean, we always find some dark twists. I, I mean, there were, I definitely remember jokes that apparently only I got and laughed at. Okay. And there's other things too that I think appeal to adults in it, so. Perfect. I can't good. wait. I'm excited. It'll be a good time, guys. Yes. We're excited. Anything else about The Loft? <sighs> it was so uh, intense. I, I would warrant it a hard three Ooh. on the Netflix star system. I will do it. I noticed that it was given two by on average. Which is crazy. Which I feel for the twists alone is at least a three. Yes, I agree. And, you know, some good lines. Good some lines. Some... Generally, okay, I'm not going to say good acting overall because no. the villain, the villain James Marsden... Actually, overall, mediocre acting. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I feel like all the acting was subpar. <laughs> like, it was pretty bad acting, but I really love bad acting. <laughs> it it really gets me and really draws me in. You know it, what? I believe Derek Stone Street. I did, If I, you are a fan of Cam from Modern Family, you ooh, need to watch you this. Because <laughs> he is not, that is not, I think that's how Eric is in real life. Whoa, whoa. I mean, not dark. as, not okay. as, as douchey. I know. I, 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 drinking, sexing, and everything. That was a little slander. Allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly guys. Allegedly, yes. I feel like he is just more bro-y in real life. Not not as sexist yeah. and stuff like that, but more just like bro-y. Shout out. If you ever want a guest star, Eric Stone Street, you are very welcome to come to the second yeah, puberty sesh. We need to get a guest star in this. It's very hard. I mean, we're just a new little podcast. We're not even on iTunes yet. We're I trying know. to get on that. I but. know. I'm. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna rep us until we're a good, solid, like five, ten episodes. Yeah. Away. And by we can only have four hours on our 
our website. Oh. So we're going to have to move to iTunes. So I have, that's on my list of things to do. Okay. You can research that. I, I trust your business. Yes. Yeah, it's hard being the engineer and, yeah. the, and the talent on your own homemade podcast. If anyone's looking to produce for free. For free. Get with, us on the resume. Right. <laughs> we are your internship. Right. All right. Well, thanks everybody. This is it. All right. Bye.